0: Thank you for tuning in to Visit Vegas Places with Coil, where we showcase business owners and entrepreneurs in the fabulous city of Las Vegas and internationally. So take notes. This is Real Vegas, real topics, real business with real owners, and you just might hit the jackpot. Welcome back this Friday. Visit Vegas Places with Coil. Yes, real Vegas, real topics, real business with real owners. And I'm ve- venturing off. Vegas Ventures off today. You guys, um, today I want to cover a topic which um, not too many people are really like. You Well, they are skeptical to talk about, but um, cannabis. Cannabis is trending especially here in Las Vegas, Uh, there are some updates here in Las Vegas and the cannabis consumption lounges, which everyone is waiting for. Yes. So September 2023, there are still no cannabis consumption lounges open in Las Vegas. Now, however, a number of businesses has received licenses to operate cannabis consumption lounges. Several are expected to open in coming months. Now, one of the most anticipated cannabis consumption lounges in Las Vegas is Planet 13's Dispensary Lounge. Everyone knows about Planet 13, the biggest one. The lounge will be located on the second floor of the Planet 13's retail dispensary. It will offer a variety of cannabis consumption options, including flowers, edibles, and concentrates. Another highly anticipated cannabis consumption lounge is Thrive. Thrive Cannabis Marketplace uh smoke and mirrors lounge just the name is real cool i like how they like named the lounge but uh, thrive is um, also uh, they're growing rapidly here in the valley i think they have locations on each side of town now um, the lounge will be actually located next to thrive's retail dispensary and it will offer a variety of cannabis consumption options as well as food and drinks um, they haven't stated yet if um, they'll be located on each one or which Thrive location will be first. As you guys know, I think there's like five or more now. Uh, so we'll see what the updates will lead to and which uh, Thrive location will start uh, with that lounge. In addition to these two lounges, uh, a number of other businesses have received license to operate cannabis consumption lounges in las vegas Uh, these do include deep roots harvest you guys all know of deep roots they're growing also uh, global harmony i haven't heard of them yet and then we have cheyenne medical now the opening of cannabis consumption lounges in las vegas is a major step forward the cannabis industry in nevada it definitely is now these lounges will provide a safe and legal space for people to consume cannabis And they will also help boost the local economy. We all know that. So I hope that was some helpful information. So as we all know, cannabis can spark more than a doobie. Yes, cannabis can also spark up a good conversation. And that's about physical and mental health, also well-being. Now, traditionally frowned upon, cannabis is making its way into our lifestyles in America. And that is through self-care, beauty, food and beverages, and also stocks. Now, uh, my guest today, i met through social media and networking. Let's welcome Marpesa. I hope I say it right. Uh, say your first name for me again, Marpesa. Yes,
1: Marpesa is how Mar-pesa. I Marpesa.
0: Yes, it's Marpesa it. Allen. All right. However, now she's mother- the owner mother- of Honey Kush. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, my mother says Marpesa, so you were correct, but I need the z. Okay.
0: Marpesa. Okay. Marpesa <laughs> Allen. Yes. So Marpesa is the owner of Honey Kush Company, also has Honey Kush TV. And um, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for joining us, Marpesa. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Coyle. You're absolutely right. A lot of people don't want to talk about cannabis. So when you, you were saying thank you for joining me, I'm like, no, thank you for holding <laughs> space for this topic.
0: Almost definitely. Uh, one thing I don't shy away from is um, topics that need to be spoke on. Um, again, this was traditionally frowned on, uh, but it's more like a sport. A lot of people talk sports that don't even play it. So you necessarily don't have to consume to talk about cannabis or even get involved in what's going on with the economy. So there's a lot of ways you can get involved. Uh, starting with you, uh, Miss Allen, let's, what's your story behind Honey Cushion? How does it serve the community?
1: Well, um Honey Kush Company officially has started January of this year. It's been a growing concept organically oh, <laughs> since it, since we were legal. Um I just saw the transition. I, I've been a smoker for um I've used cannabis for a while and oh gosh, way too long. <laughs> Very young. Um, But Colorado is a different kind of culture. I'm I'm part of a culture that has just, it's like a norm. It's like wine. It's always been like that before it was even legal. So I was a part, I am a part of that culture. Um, In the same token, when I started in college, I went to Howard University and then I finished at CU Denver. Go Buffs, by the way. That's right. Uh, But during that time, I was a student activist and doing a lot of work around police brutality, around women in prison, around um, literacy for kids. I was just all over the place. And now we have this lovely term that I wish I had back into the early 2000s, which is social equity. Right. So the only industry really that is, you know, using that term that I know of in a way to move us into a direction. And when I say us, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the Black community right. social equity. So I'm a social equity candidate. I took a business technical uh, program class for t- 10 weeks learning about the complete landscape of the cannabis industry here in Colorado. But I'm also what we now call a advocate, kind of diluted at, uh, activists. And now we're advocacy, um, an advocacy culture. And what I noticed is there's a great need for us to open up that pipeline to transfer the wealth into the communities that they've been in for over 10 years. It's not happened. I'm a mom of four, so I can tell you whatever they're telling um, the state capital or federal government. I don't see it directly in my own community when I go into my kids' schools, when I'm talking to police officers. And specifically now I've narrowed down what I do in the community around Black maternal health. And I'm a doula. So I work with a lot of moms and birthers in particular that are concerned about birth overall. Hmm. But like I said, because Colorado is, has a culture of right. being far more open, I say, than the South <laughs> when it comes True. to cannabis, I have clients that are very concerned that they'll get in trouble for using cannabis during pregnancy and postpartum. Mm. So what I one moment this is my daughter
0: <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry coil like i said i am a mother of four and there are times that i really wish that things were going my way so as my daughter she's four um let me let me rewind a little bit Going into the labor room with clients is very concerning because you can sense the fear and trepidation of telling providers the truth. And because of that, they are experiencing a lot of backlash, CPS involvement, um, not consenting for (laughs) drug tests, and just the scrutiny that is, it, it's not the same for our white counterparts. The other mm. thing I want to say is that the reason I became a doula or birth worker is because black women in Colorado are four times more likely to die in childbirth. And then their babies, same. Um, one year may not make it to one year. Um, of their mm. life. So I have begged the state, I have looked for organizations to put my effort towards specifically saying we are tired of seeing Black women die. I can't find it. I have looked under every rock. And then all of a sudden, like there's this buzz period where they're like, oh, I guess we should give money towards Black Doulas. And then the, um, the thrill is gone. And so I decided that I'm I'm pretty much fed up with the government's their talk, but they're not walking it. And so I know for a fact that my clientele can invest in their own self care by me being the one who they're purchasing from, who they are, you know, speaking about when they come to Colorado, because they know for a fact that I have built a social equity structure that when they're paying to come to our events, when they're eventually purchasing our product, that money is going, a percentage of that money is going into our initiatives that are keeping Black mothers alive. So I know it's a real controversial thing to marry pregnancy and breastfeeding with cannabis, but when are we going to disrupt this conversation because there are families that are being ripped apart. And so I love cannabis and I love family. And so I decided to normalize all of it, particularly for the black community, because we're still getting locked up for it, even if, even though it's legal.
0: Correct. Now for the audience that's all listening, that probably don't have no clue and wondering like, how do we correlate uh, cannabis with uh, pregnancy and everything you mentioned. How does that correlate? How does cannabis and um, pregnancy correlate? Uh, not only that, how does the? What are the beneficial factors?
1: <laughs> well, um, I actually just did a presentation at the DulaCon last weekend on caring for cannabis clients with compassion. Because you don't know if, the, if it's in the best interest of the client to use cannabis if, let's say, they're coming off of an opioid addiction. But in the same token, there may be another situation where it's a religious practice. Hmm. There may be a situation where they can't sleep at night. We don't know why they are using Gotcha. Um, that's why before I say what I know as being the facts, that's what right. all of us can say is what I know mm-hmm. because when I do the research and I can only speak about Colorado because the industry for cannabis is so different with the states, I do know that we more we need more research right in order to concretely say anything. But I do know that I haven't seen a baby die from cannabis use from the parent i haven't seen i haven't seen anything as crazy as i you know have seen with fentanyl addictions or anything like that so i don't mean to try and compare and say you right. know this is better than that but what i will say is none of us can really concretely say anything until we can make the decision to be consistently researching the benefits and also how it can be of harm. So what we say, you know, within the birth community, it's about harm reduction. But in order to really have that conversation, I need to know what my client, what their landscape is, what are they dealing with? And then at that point, I empower and educate and they make their own decision. Um, But I have yet to hear of cannabis being the reason that babies are dying. But I will say, too, that there are terrible effects if it's not for you. (laughs) And that's the other thing. It's like cannabis is not for everyone.
0: No, no. At least. Yeah. That leads to my question. What are some of the common misconceptions about cannabis use for self-care?
1: I think the common misconception is that cannabis, the, well, one, that the world of cannabis is inclusive. It's not. Um, it doesn't work for everybody. And the same way that I wouldn't, I'm not a drinker, so I'm not going to drink wine. Right. And it really is just people's preference. That's what it's around. Um, but this industry has been scarred by racism. And it's one of those things that it's an it's a elephant in the room that big business is profiting from by us skirting around the, the issue. Um, the other thing is that I know for a fact as doulas during COVID, we had a very hard time getting into the hospitals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But COVID is what saved the cannabis industry because it was a, um, um, it was a necessary worker. What do they call those? Um, essential and essential workers. So that was an right. essential industry. So while doulas weren't able to get into the hospitals, cannabis was definitely in the homes of my clients, easing all kinds of anxiety, easing all kinds of pain. Um, you know, they weren't even able to go to the doctor and do telehealth, but they absolutely could get in a line to go to the dispensary. So right. I have a lot of issues with what I see as being blatant, but when you're in a privileged position, there's a lot of things that you can take the liberty to either claim you don't see or really not see at all. So um, True,
0: true yeah and it is a big misconception as me um being in the medical field is doing oxygen and other things and seeing other um patients that are actually choosing you know natural self care uh, there are also patients who uh never even consume cannabis but um are their first time you know having it prescribed to them so they can eat say per se on cancer so uh there's other forms of them having to take it as far as oils, gummies. Um, as as uh otherwise as the uh consume it as is smoking. Where a lot of people think that yeah, you have to only smoke cannabis, but no, there's uh okay. there's all kind of forms because there are uh, medical needs for certain patients uh Absolutely. that the cannabis are helping them live uh still to this day. Uh okay. now that research though is true. You gotta have research that order for us to, you know, to know the future or even how to tailor the future or go about with it, uh which um leads to a lot of like challenges. Uh, even with schools, um, I sit up and think with me having, I'm a father of five kids. So I think like, how do I teach my kids? Not only that, teach peers. Uh, they're, they're on the stock market. I have stocks in cannabis companies. So uh, we definitely, that's something we can't keep a secret. So how are we going to implement, you know, this in schools, colleges and everything without having the same traditional talk? Uh, so that could be a challenge. Uh, speaking on you, Miss Allen, what are some challenges with you owning Honey Honeycush Company and the services oh, you offer? Uh, what challenges that you face as a business owner in the cannabis industry?
1: Oh, gosh, it's on all it's on all levels. Um, a lot of hurdles. I just had a meeting today. I wouldn't let me say this. I wouldn't be able to do confidently what I do without the color of cannabis
0: hmm. and
1: the color of cannabis is um, headed by Sarah Woodson, who actually took that contract with the city of Denver to teach the cannabis business technical program. And The Color of Cannabis is a force that um, is also in the state capitol. And you're not able to be effectively in this industry without understanding and participating in policy. So I do have a policy background. And had worked in the state, and so it's really easy me it's like it's it's like riding a bike for me to be in there and I had no idea how many people did not know the process on a local right. level on how to pass laws. That has been the biggest challenge, is especially for us, the only time we're really talking about policies and candidates is around right. this time when we're gonna vote. Wow. Time, which is voting season so yes. that has been a challenge especially for me because my i'm i'm my family is christian and i'm christian too mm-hmm. but my dad's a pastor and um it has polarized the conversations it has polarized you know just a lot of people because they can't believe that this would be the avenue that i would be going in and that i would be openly saying that i have been using since I was 12 years old. right? And so that is the other challenge is I have four, one one down. I mean, I'm one under you, so hopefully I stay that way <laughs> with, with kids. But when I have conversations with my kids, I know for a fact they're not the typical conversations because I'm a business owner. Right. And it's not so much for appearances, but because this is a legacy Building business. It's important for my children to see it from my end of it being a business sense as well as wellness. And I always tell them, no, I'm never going to buy you. I'm never going to advise you on those things because your brains don't even develop until you're 25. And what I know about cannabis and the potency of them, the strains of them, if I was a new, you if i was using started using cannabis in 2023 i would be freaked out right. <laughs> but my tolerance <laughs> is different my tolerance <laughs> is different right the other issue that i have is that people automatically think we're talking about it being thc only right there right. are so many strains there are so many re, like so like, for sleep and activities and I use it to work out. I work to use it to work and stay focused. I do that's not right. like, there's indica consistency. That's what people. Like. Um, and I hate Indica. It makes me sick. Like sometimes I will throw up. Like, I don't like people lying and being saying it's not Indica. Cause it's just, it don't, I don't like the way it makes me feel. Right. And so just the education within the community is also a challenge.
0: The oh, big, yeah. big,
1: big challenge is being not being a part of the the big boys club, correct? So cannabis is very white, yeah. very male, oh, and yeah. then Colorado is also very white. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my goal, really, Coyle, is to to look as opposite as possible than right. anything anyone has ever seen in cannabis, because I want the next black girl, you know, years and years from now, to know that she can also do what I'm doing, and so. Right. Very much so a disruptor. I used to be concerned that I wouldn't have clients, that the right people wouldn't find me, but I have no problem waiting because I know oh, yeah. that the I, my clients now that I have are loyal. I've had them for a long time. Um, you know, either through life insurance or, you know, whatever I'm about adding value.
0: Oh, yeah. So no.
1: I know that I can do it. It's just a matter of you Know having to sit through all of that, I'm not concerned about everybody's clientele, I'm concerned about mine, and so those are the challenges from a personal, professional, um, you know, way, and then also for me, just mental health. I do have a mental now, health condition
0: now. Uh, speaking with your company, Honey Cush Company, uh, let's make it all make sense now. So, uh, what would a client? What would they have to expect you know if they was just to go to your website um even your social media handles uh what are some of the expectations uh you have uh that would uh, that you would have for your clients as far as joining or even if you have audience or uh fans that want to join the Honeycush t v what can they expect from you?
1: They can expect a tailored experience they they can expect that when they reach out to me and they would like a curated a curated event, it's going to be exactly what they were looking for. And when I say that, this really stemmed from, I had a lot of friends that came to Colorado from college and come out, well, oh, girl, I'm coming to Colorado. To, it's a bunch of white people. What's there to do? All right. And I'm like, oh, let's connect. And I always have something for you to do. I'm always out and about. That's what you'll see on my social media is I'm out in community, either serving or I'm out in community having a good time. So I have the range. If people are looking for a cultural tilt, that's me. And the reason that I stick out in that way here in Colorado is because you're not going to see that. I see people going right. into dispensaries looking like. <laughs> so confused, don't know anything and are just here wanting to have a good time and then become very disappointed with their experience because it wasn't what they were looking for. Or so you're that, or that guy. There. Yeah, I'm here. I froze. Was that me?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, it's all good. We could continue right here. So you're uh, with someone if coming from out of town, they would coming to Colorado. Uh, they can connect with you on your Honey uh, Kush company, Honey Kush TV. You can guide them around as far as a dispensary, uh, where to eat or shows or anything that's going on in Colorado, correct?
1: Yes. And right. uh, we have a questionnaire on com, And the questionnaire gives my client or potential client the opportunity to see what we can offer. But also at the end, we say that we can offer you know, if there's more that you want to discuss, I'll have a concierge individual to to give them a call and we can tailor that experience. I
0: love it. I Conferences.
1: Love it. If you're here on business and you just want to go on a date or anything that you honestly, anything that you can think of that I'm doing on my social media, I'm more than happy to to put together. And that includes social equity initiatives, um, policy stuff, but also fun. I love to have fun.
0: I love it. Yeah, and I can tell by your social media. If you could let the audience know all your social media handles and also the website where they can contact you.
1: Absolutely. So first website: www.honeycushtv.com, and then we also have on Instagram is Honeycush TV, as well as Honeycush Co. I'm also on Snapchat now. We just started Snapchat 5280 Honey Cush Club. That's for the 21 Plus crowd. My kids are on my Instagram, so
0: <laughs> that's, that's you yeah, know, right. that's
1: like in general. But then 5280 Honey Cush Club and then be looking out for our subscription. We're gonna have a subscription for our club and that'll be on the actual Honey Cush TV. So I can Oh yeah. Right We're yes, on Twitter too. Have. We don't really use Twitter that much, but Ryan where Honey
0: Kush Co. Yeah, and if you're listening, um, if you're interested, especially in Colorado, I know a lot of people are um from uh Colorado out here, has a lot of family that moved out here to Vegas. Um uh, connect with her. Uh she started up, new business. Uh definitely connect and social support, you guys, okay? And uh especially if you're African American, you don't know your way around Colorado, she's your eyes and ears. Definitely connect, and I have all the sh- the links inside the show notes where you can directly just connect right with her. Uh, Now, uh, Miss Allen, we're going to see, we're going to find out with you like this or that, get a little personal. And then we're going to find out if you're very, very Vegas. Uh, With that, I give you three options to make it easy for you. Okay. So we're going to see how personal we are. So with this or that, um, I kept it, uh within your niche too. So uh this should be yeah. easy for you. Yeah. Okay, so, so and I think you already gave some of it up already during the discussion. So uh when it comes to your cannabis, uh you are a stativa or indica person. And yeah, you already let me know. I already got that stativa. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody
1: brings me Indica throwing it at him and telling me get out of my house. <laughs>
0: Yeah, in my in my smoking days, I was more of an indica guy. Really? Uh, but I'll be honest, when I started, I didn't know what the difference was. It took older, you know, older friends, um, those who are in the medical field. I knew a lot of people, older people that were growers, too. Uh, so they knew the science aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them didn't smoke either. That's what's crazy about it. But they knew the science of it. of it. They were like more scientists, you know, than, yeah. Oh, so I, need, I need to mm-hmm. tell
1: you this too. We have a lot of um, com- businesses that are here that do tours,
0: hmm.
1: cultivation tours, um, you know, all of that, and we have put that into our experiences too. So we wow. did. Um, Seed and Smith was one of our tours. Native root Native roots. No, we didn't do terrapin. I've okay. done a terrapin tour. So we can do dispensary, not dispensary tours, but cultivating tours as well, right. and then. Get the something. back
0: end. Show them the back end of things. So mm-hmm. this is the next one. Uh, if you, well, the smoke part. Do uh, you prefer blunts or bongs when it comes to your cannabis? Oh, blunts. Blunts, that's right.
1: I, ha- I make mango wraps. You make them? I make mango wraps. That's, Seriously? That's How do you make
0: leaf. mango wraps?
1: Um, I mean, I have a science to it, but basically, mango enhances the high. So right. you take the, you take the, the skin. And then you can either sun dry it. I put it what? in the oven. Mm-hmm.
0: This is from a real mango. You speaking a of real
1: mango, and the, when you smoke it, it smokes tropical. What? It's not a hard anything. I don't do. <laughs> I don't do any. Um, I don't do tobacco products because I do believe in right, right, you know care right, for right. our lungs as much. Yeah. If I'm a smoke, blind, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, going or yeah. Or it's gonna yeah. be my mango wraps. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I used to be an avid cigarette smoker, but I grew up around it. You know, my aunties and grandmas, and um, I lost family members from solely cigarettes. Nothing killed but the cigarettes. Yeah.
1: I saw my grandfather suffocate from emphysema.
0: Man. And yes.
1: it was, I didn't pick a cigarette.
0: Yes, it's no joke. It's not, no joke. If you guys are just, uh, my hat goes off if you quit. And if you try and keep trying, you guys can get there. Uh, Just get some support. Uh, now the next one I got for you, you prefer infused food or infused snacks.
1: I prefer both of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like brownies a lot though. I love brownies. I love the old school brownies. So snack, that's going to be my snack. I love edibles. Um, Shout out to Syrups by High Grade. They were our first sponsor, Black owned, who has syrup. They cool. really wanted to, you know, help people who may be on lean. Right. You want that feeling and all of that. They are right. amazing. They just dropped a resin. And so you could put that in your syrup for your pancakes. I'll put it in my tea. So I can switch it up, but I think snacks, now that I think about snacks, it, but shout
0: yeah.
1: out to Snacks. do it. Shout them out.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So I appreciate that. Now we're going to see how very, very Vegas you are. You out there in Colorado, big Boulder City. And uh, we have a Boulder City out here, too. I like Boulder City. uh, We got a little Boulder City. It's a nice little town. I don't know if you've been out here yet. It's a, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's, it's mostly white folks. I love them white folks too. They some of the nicest white folks too, and they country. You know, they West Coast with they country. Yeah, yeah. So, because it, it, I've been down South before, and they got that kind of like that country kind of like you know to them. Because I'm from LA, and it ain't. It's not. They don't have that. They have a country hospitality. <laughs> But I like I like Boulder, and, and, then, and then we that's like Pahrump. We have Pahrump out here too. Mostly all whites. They all smoke too, and mm-hmm. um and that's where firecracker works are illegal here. You can get the big ones in Pahrump here, oh. right? And. Man, them are some of the down earth white folks I haven't met in my life. I mean, man, and they can tell you <laughs> I, some of this. I
1: love, I love white people in
0: Colorado, too. They, I mean, the, with the stories, though, those that give the rich history and they're, they're able to give it to you real, though, and solid, um, I can respect that. If you can teach me something, then I'm all ears. Uh, mm-hmm. But definitely, uh, shots out. But, uh, yeah, definitely, um, I can imagine. I've never been there. For some reason, when I was young, I always wanted to go to Denver. I don't know why. Um, you know, being from LA, I just, you know, thought it always snowed there or something. But um I always wanted to go to Denver for some reason. Book, I don't know Are you why. booking
1: a are you booking a tour
0: with me? Um, a tour? I could. I never been either. So it's it's crazy. all my life it just I, left. But when I was young, it was something about Denver. You know, like I absolutely. wanted to go to Denver. I don't know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now to see how very, very Vegas you are, I'm going to give you three options for this question. Okay. Okay. Now uh, name the celebrity associated with Las Vegas that has their own strain. So name the celebrity associated with Las Vegas that has their own strain. Is it Usher? Usher. Is it Celine Dion? is it mike tyson
1: mike tyson i saw that interview
0: mike tyson baby yes he has 2.0 that's that tyson 2.0 and it's doing pretty good too and he got the edibles and he's smart he has his he calls his he got one i think i saw called uppercut i was reading his magazine but it's all tailored to his his boxing that's what i like about it so the marketing aspect is crucial and then he has the edibles called ear bites you remember when he bit the ear off uh what was i forgot who it was but that fight when he bit the ear off so he has these edibles that are ear bites that are pieces of ear so his whole marketing game is just crucial no Uh, yes mike tyson has it going on he does he does (laughs) yeah so you got that one right boy mike shots out to you mike yes i shout and mike if you listen and send my girl some of your stuff you give Real. a honey kush. I know you be in Denver or Colorado. Next time you in there, Mike, look up Honey kush and take care of her. Yes, yes. All right. Now, Miss Allen, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you. All right. And um, you guys have any shots out before we head out you want to give out to?
1: Um, yeah, I want to shout out my my cannabis experience. You can also find them on com. if you just want to do a tour um on the hospitality bus and not go through me. I still want to shout them out. They've done so much for me um also serious by high grade i told you about them they're amazing and then my kids Messiah, gianna mayan and peace this is why i do it that's right
0: i appreciate you yeah and i appreciate you coming on and of course um i know i didn't know which way to go with my audience but uh when you're talented and creative you can bring anything out as long as you just keep it real and i'm about educating the public so uh, what we're talking about is trending. It needs to be talked about more. And I thank you for taking that spear and heading it off. Okay. Um, good job. Hats goes off to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Don't let no one tell you any different.
1: Thank you so much. And I need to tell you, I'm coming out there soon.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, you have my number. Um, you get with me. We can get some content going, take you some of these. Hopefully when you're Maybe coming out here. uh, what a, Yeah. One of the lounges will be open. Hopefully how, if God works it, the lounges will be open then I can put the content together with the lounge and this also. So that's just, he okay, works things out like that.
1: that. So yeah, yeah. I, it's on my list.
0: <laughs> All right. So thank you again. Okay. Audience, I want to thank you for joining in on this Friday. You could have been anywhere, but you're here with us. Check her out. Okay. You guys check her out. Honey Cush company. Also Honey Cush TV, Uh smart piece. Alan, check her out, baby out of Colorado. Okay. I want to thank you guys. Make sure you download and share. Okay. And go follow her. All of her links are in the show notes. Okay. I love you guys. And I'll see you guys next Friday. Thank you, Miss Allen. You take care now. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to follow, subscribe and download. Also, you can email us, email the show. Any questions, you can email us at visitvegasplaces at gmail.com, and that's visitvegasplaces at gmail.com. And you can also support the show. Support is always welcome. Make sure you can follow the link inside the show notes, and that is on Cash App, dollar sign, Visit Vegas, dollar sign, Visit Vegas. Follow us on all social media platforms, you guys, and that's at Visit Vegas Places, and that's whether it's TikTok, Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you next Friday at 12 noon Pacific time standard.